This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Friday, August the 5th, 2016. Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour on a wet and rainy Friday. I hope all of you are well, drive carefully, better yet, just stay home. That's what everybody that works here did. Is uh, I am the Macaulay Cockham of gold. I am home alone here at work, uh, which probably means the phone won't stop ringing. Uh, 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number, but don't call it because nobody's going to answer it, at least for the next hour. The website at allamericangold.com, updated Monday through Friday. It's kind of our version of the free report. The nice thing about our version of a free report is, number one, you don't have to call for it. Number two, you won't get called ad infinitum after you request one. And number three, and probably most important, it is the best place to go to get yourself educated on what is really going on out there. And as I said earlier, it is a rainy Friday here in the Valley of the Sun, and for the first time in a long time, I've got the uh, the blinds up here in the studio, because Phoenix, we're, you know, we're weird. We love when it rains, and I just want to look at all the the pretty raindrops and the dark clouds, so the studio blinds are open. Uh, Homer yesterday had asked and I'm not I can't make this stuff up he said hey I'm going to work from home tomorrow and I said okay you know no big deal Eric comes and does the show and Sarah will be here and and uh, sure you know and I and I just said you know any particular reason and I, I regretted asking the question as soon as I as soon as I said it because his response was, I just want to sit around in my underwear. And, now, you know, once you get that picture in your head, you can't get it out. So anyway, he's not here. Then Eric calls. He's flooded in. And uh, the roads up where he lives are, are all a mess. And, you know, of course, here's the guy. He's got everything, right? He's got a bazooka. He's got every type of vehicle you could imagine. ATVs, boats, dirt bikes, four-wheel drives, Hummers. He can't get here. Uh, then my wife called as she was on the way to work. She got a call from our oldest son who is at, uh, they've been at football camp all week. And, of course, now that it's raining, it's over. Come get me. So uh, here you go. You only get me today and what a day. It's actually probably a good thing. No offense to, to Eric or Homer, but there's a lot to talk about today. The biggest news, this was the last day of Jobs Week, and wow, was it a number. The government, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, you know, when you have a bureau and the word statistics is in there, and you pay people to collect data, you know, you would think that they would want to collect actual data. 
Otherwise, what good is the, the labor that goes into collecting the data? But anyway, they came out with a seasonally adjusted 255,000 jobs created in July. And I mean, wow. They were expecting 180. Most people, and I don't know where the whispers come from. Maybe they tell each other really quietly. But the whisper number was, hey, this number is going to miss to the downside. And so when they came up with this great, I mean, it was fantastic. Matter of fact, I want to share with you, if I could, some of the headlines that were on the, I'll call it the Idiot Box website, uh, CNBC in particular. Uh, They had all these little funny little commentaries. One guy saying, I looked all over the place and I couldn't find a single bad number in the jobs report. And they're talking about how great it is. And and, uh, gold sold off. Gold's down 20. Silver down 67 cents. And and I'm going to tell you right now, absolute screaming buy. Uh, The Dow up 160 points, and they're so excited because no one can find anything bad in the jobs number whatsoever. Stellar Stellar jobs report gives Fed clearance for takeoff of rates, said one guy. Big jobs number, a win for luxury housing, says another guy. Another blowout jobs report demolishes expectations. And what job numbers mean if you happen to work for a living? <laughs> and uh, I'm going to tell you what it means. Absolutely nothing. Because, you see, here's what happens. I mean, in all of these things, and, and you don't find it anywhere. But this is why we have the audience that we have. By the way, when you go out to allamericangold.com, you know, we've got our new podcast making it so much easier for everybody. Make sure you follow us on that and and sign up for it. It allows you to listen to the show commercial free. If you go to if you're one of those podcasters, you download the show, takes all the commercials out of it and we have simplified it uh, to make things easier. You don't have to go uh, click on one page to go to another page and click on that to get to the podcast. Now you can just get right to it at allamericagold.com. But according to the the data, believe it or not, I know it's shocking, but we actually can get the real number. So how big of a difference was there between the real number and the number everyone's talking about on TV? We'll talk about that next. My Oh, alone again on a Friday. Double J and just double J. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Please don't call. I, I, got, I can't believe I have to say that until after the, I get off the air, and then I'll be glad to uh, take any of your orders. I do want to point out before we get back to the show, so we've had just a huge increase in the amount of people wanting to roll uh, 
raise over and get them into gold, get them into silver, uh, get them out of the pinstripe bandit's hands. Uh, so much that Gold Star, who is the company that we recommend everybody use because they charge the least amount in fees. Matter of fact, when you look at your, the fees you get charged from whoever it is that's handling your IRAs, uh, I know that for IRAs of $100,000 or less, your storage fees for the whole year is only $175. That's it. That's all you pay. And I think over $100,000, it goes to like $220, something like that. It's not a big number. Uh, but we, we've had so much demand for this that Gold Star's actually had to hire more people and quite a few more to, to deal with this. And, and uh, I know some of you have run into issues where you're getting some of these new people and they haven't been able to, to help you as well because they're, you know, they're learning, they're in training, they're, they don't know exactly what it is that they're doing. Uh, we have uh, talked to Gold Star about that. We are now having not one but two dedicated people just to handle our customers. Uh, both of them have been with Gold Star. Well, one of them has been there the whole time I've worked here. Uh, so if you're one of those people that are you're in the process of trying to get your IRA rolled over and you've had issues or haven't quite gotten the clear-cut answer from Gold Star that you need, uh, after the show, give me a call and and or send me or Wendy an email, uh, wendy at allamericangold.com, or double J, spell out the word double, the letter J, at allamericangold.com. If you just send us an email, uh, we'll, we will send you these uh, both of these people to their direct lines, and you can call them, and they are the best. And they'll get you all taken care of. Uh, or if you want them to, to call you, just let us know that. Email us your number, and we'll have them call you uh, to get that done. I just needed uh, to get that out there. Believe it or not, even though I'm here alone, Wendy actually did do some work for me this morning. She's off, obviously, on Fridays, uh, but we got that all taken care of for everybody. Uh, but back to the big news of the day. And then, after I get done with this, I do want to tell you what's coming next. The next step now to exactly what I talked about two days ago, yesterday, Wednesday, talking about what's next with the Federal Reserve, told you how far behind I was. They're thinking way bigger. Everything's going to go digital, and lo and behold, Wall Street Journal today, someone's talking exactly about that, and we'll get to that in a moment. But 255,000 jobs. I mean, this blew every number away. Not even the idiots that they put on TV had numbers this high. And as I said uh, before the break, most people that's going to miss. It's going to be too. It's going to miss to the downside, and it surprised everybody. But the great thing is, if you know where to look, you can find out real number and you know we used to have when i first started eric used to talk about every month tell you the m1 m2 the m3 the money supply and of course we always wanted to know what that number was because if they were increasing the money supply which essentially meant they were devaluing the value of our money and they decided i don't know 12 
12, 11, 10 years ago, something like that, to stop reporting that number. And at the time, I didn't think much of it. But now that I look back on it, isn't it amazing? They decided to stop reporting the number. And then think about what the number would be if they reported it again. Think of all of the money creation that's happened, not only from our Federal Reserve, but all these other central banks. It would be astronomical. And one of the things that I noticed today is because I used to know where to look. Oh, that's my, if you can hear that, that is my my phone warning of some kind of, I guess would probably be some form of flash flood. Uh, but nonetheless, I went out today because the Bureau of Labor Statistics does the number. It used to be, and I used to do it all the time, especially during the financial crisis because the seasonal adjustment would just make the government look like idiots. But I would just go into the Google bar, the search bar on my computer, and I would type in BLS unadjusted jobs number. And you'd get a whole little deal, and they would show you unadjusted versus seasonally adjusted, and you could poke fun and make fun of it. So I did that today because I'm like, ah, something. That's crazy, right? Something doesn't add up. Let's see what they did. And when I did that today, apparently the the Bureau of Labor Labor Statistics has changed their reports, and you no longer can get the number. Instead, what they do is they just tell you about, hey, uh, numbers are seasonally adjusted and blah, 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 and we go back five years, but they don't actually tell you what the adjustment was. So I'm going to tell it to you. So the actual number was 85,000 jobs. That was the actual number. But according to the government, that number, now you see, if they would have come out with 85,000 jobs, that would have been really bad. So apparently they decided to essentially say, let's take that number and almost double it and then add it to get to the 255,000. Seasonally adjustments made another appearance this month. This time the uh, much anticipated July numbers will no longer match up with the GDP numbers, which were bad, instead saying the exact opposite. They call it, and I'm just gonna tell you what they call it, and they, this is what they put into their new report. It says that the A-R-I-M-A, Armina X-13 contribution. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they said that the actual report, which stood at 85,000, needed to be seasonally adjusted by 171,000 jobs to actually get to the real number. So if you want to believe the 255, you can. If you want to believe the factual data, by the way, if you just go to the Social Security Administration and you just look at the difference between how many people they collected payroll <laughs> taxes from in June to July, you get an actual number. I know it's great because, I mean, why deal with that when we can live in fantasy 
Um, unfortunately for me, because they've changed the report, I couldn't even find the chart on the BLS's website. They were only showing the seasonally adjusted numbers. So I can't even tell you where they added all the 171,000 people. Uh, but nonetheless, I think it's created a fa- – here's the good news. It's created a fantastic opportunity to buy for less today, especially in silver. And it's probably put the the Federal Reserve in a little quandary because GDP stinks and, and how can you raise rates. And the funny thing was, and, and how you know the seasonal adjustments took such a big chunk out of this number, is the unemployment rate didn't move. And neither did the people not in the workforce. Right, With a big number like that, you would have expected a lot of people to try to reenter the workforce, the labor force. Uh, labor force partition pay, uh, participation rate to increase. It really didn't. Uh, but there, there you have it. So there's your big story of the day. Uh, believe the myth or get the facts. And, of course, this is the new economy we all live in. We don't want the, the facts. We want to believe the myth. And I've been talking this week. I had a, you know, I did a big thing the other day. We're talking about what the Bank of England did, talking about what what Japan is doing and what Europe's doing and how I've missed the boat. You know, we talked about, and a lot of you will remember uh, the old talk of the Amero, right, and how that's just gone away. And and I told you all this week, listen, it's going to be, they're, they're already, they're, it's already done. I guess that was my big conclusion. It's already done. All the central banks are working together. They're going to have an an organized default of the world, and we're going to get a digital currency. And and today in the Wall Street Journal, uh, Max Raskin, he's a journalist, along with uh, David Ermack, who is the professor of finance at NYU, an academia. Here's what they wrote. Central bankers throughout the world, from Canada to Ireland and anywhere in between, have recently indicated that they might issue digital currency in the future. Of course, I told you, I want to say last month, I broke that story for everybody. Well, I didn't break it. Somebody else broke it, and I just reported on it about how the Federal Reserve led a meeting uh, at their offices with all the other, I think it was 54 countries, something like that, about just this topic. As the world's central monetary power, talking about the U.S. Central Bank, America should play a leading role in studying the benefits and the pitfalls of a digital currency future. While plenty of risk would come into such a conversation, the potential perks, you know, the benefits, are so great that it merits serious consideration. And this is how things happen. This is how they slowly let the cat out of the bag. Think about uh, Larry Summers. He was the guy that it was either going to be him or Janet Yellen to replace Ben Bernanke. 
who was all in the news at the beginning of this year saying, let's get rid of all the $100 bills, get rid of the $500 euro note, because, you know, anybody that uses those is a drug dealer or a terrorist. Of course, really what they're talking about, let's get rid of cash. What would a government-backed digital currency look like? (laughs) Probably wouldn't look like anything, right? (laughs) It's digital. You can't hold it. You can't feel it. You can't touch it. Of course, uh, that's probably the literal view. A country's central bank would now be able to become a deposit-taking institution. Now, there's another one. One of the things I didn't think about. Now they're saying, hey, listen, you know what? Forget about depositing money at the bank. We'll, we'll just have a digital currency, and it'll be stored right at the Federal Reserve. <laughs> think about it. They have no oversight. We can't audit them. We have no idea what it is that they do. And now we got to have our digital currency there. Makes perfect sense. It said that the, the Federal Reserve would become a deposit-taking institution, hold accounts on behalf of citizens and businesses, all of their debits, right, your deposits, your transactions, Anything that you did, bought, sold, whatever it may be, would be tracked on the central bank's blockchain. And blockchain, we learned this uh, a month ago. That's just a fancy, I don't even know if it's a fancy word, but that just means everything gets stored. There's a digital record of everything for everybody. We'll talk next. We'll get back to this when we get back. The Wall Street Journal today, preparing for a world without cash, right after this. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. And did you have Noah's Ark? Eric Cedarstrom has actually made it here. Don't ever say I can't make it. <laughs> I left my house an hour ago. By the way, if you're out driving, and you're north of the 101, uh, or you're planning on heading that way, don't go. Don't, don't go there. Don't go. There's 100 cars on Dynamite Road alone that are off the sides, and people do the stupidest things. And what a disaster. But I'm sorry I'm late, and I'm glad to be here. I'm Eric Cedarstrom, and uh, your guy Friday. I have to tell you that I had uh, surgery on my arm yesterday. I had this growth thing popped you up. had it done yesterday? Yeah, I had it done yesterday. But I had it done a week ago. It grew back. Right, it grew back. And then I... They shaved it off. And then uh, they go, oh, it's not cancerous. It's fine. And then, literally, it grew back. It went from the size of a dime to the size of a quarter. Well, you know those rats, you know? and they grow like human ears right, and right. stuff like that. You know, that's probably what was happening. They don't know what it is, so... But anyway, they... I mean, it's... I probably got a three-and-a-half-inch... I got... 12 stitches, so I don't know, what's that, 12 centimeters. And they got it all out, but I'm on oxycodone, they gave me. And I'm running on... What are you, Rush? Rush Limbaugh now? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's why. I wanted, to, I wanted to try this. I'm only running on 10% mental capability, so if I mention voting for Hillary or buying stocks and bonds, you'll understand where it came from. So, it, uh, But it's a great day to be alive. Thanks for having me. I was listening to you. They, uh, I was watching uh, 
Fox News this morning in the unemployment data or the jobs data, and a guy broke it down. We actually, July had a loss of one million jobs, but when you seasonally adjust it, because remember, you have to figure now, you got to add back the teachers going back to work and the janitors and the PE coaches and the football teams, and they have to seasonally adjust it. So they seasonally adjust it. So being down a million, it's up 250. How about that? It's incredible. It is incredible. Like I said, the... But it's an election year. And you know what? I'm... They want Hillary to win. That's all I'm going to say. Well, look at everything. I mean, they put a debate against the NFL. You try and tell me, oh, we didn't know. You know, you don't plan anything against the NFL. I mean, anything. They're like, listen, if there's an NFL game on right now, I'd have canceled the show. If Roosevelt had to do, we have nothing to fear but fear itself, he'd wait for the Giants and Cowboys to finish. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't even think about that one. So that's how, you know, prolific that that sports have become and part of this society. So they figured out, well, the biggest percentage of football fans are Donald Trump voters. That's how they did it. There you go. So everything's stacked against them, you know. Of course, he makes. I don't. You make. You know, they draw him into these these comments and these wars. You know, and I mean, the whole thing's unbelievable. I know. I, you're worn out with it. I'm worn out with it. But the country's at stake. This is not a left or a right thing. It's not a black or white, ladies and gentlemen, as they'll have you believe. This is not, you know, uh, an opinion. This is a fact that if we don't put this country back, if you don't put this country back to some semblance of what it was, it is gone. Do you understand? And it ain't coming back. Unless, you know, we can't get T-shirts made in Gastonia, North Carolina again. You can forget it. It's never coming back. So you have an entire generation. I've talked to people, you know, for some reason still value my opinion, and uh, I have no idea why. But um, except for my daughters, you know. <laughs> they don't value anything. Wives and kids, like, yeah, what is he know? He's getting old, but... You know, I have people that are Republicans or quote-unquote neocons say, I just can't vote for Donald Trump. I'm going to vote for Hillary. And they go, Eric, tell me why I would want to vote for Trump. And I and here's, here's the best, simplest way I can do it. When I graduated from high school 40 years ago, 99% of the cars in the parking lot and the clothes that on the backs of the kids and the books that were in the school and the ever the 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 construction equipment and everything the that paper took, the pencils every the notebook ninety nine percent of it came from this country today it's the opposite ninety nine percent of it comes from somewhere else all those people were all present in these offices that are still there today these are the people that did that now I just my we just had our first grandchild born and I would like to you know say forty years from now. I mean, where do you think we're heading at this pace? So what are we going to have in this country now? We don't build anything now. If we don't put it back, there is no country. And we may be heading that way. That is the master plan, I believe. Well, everyone can go around chasing Pokemon. Yeah, that's well. But then you look at what happens. I mean, now you got to really go. And, I mean, you better get your tinfoil helmets out. Because, you know, when you study the planks of the Communist Manifesto or the uh, Trilateral Commission or... I hate to do it, or the Council on Foreign Relations, or you look at the uh, you look at the of what their the original, I guess, right wing John Birchers used to talk about this country. It's all coming to fruition. I mean, the president wanted to let tent. Oh, Joe's getting out the tinfoil helmet. 
I think that one was made by Daniel Williams. It was. It? Yeah, that's a good one. We've had that one for a long time. All right, I didn't know you were going there. You know, I was so. going to go the, CF, <laughs> was the like, CFR, the Trilateral <laughs> Commission. I heard Trilateral Commission, and I went and got my helmet. Well, you know, look, the president hit his goal of 10,000 Syrians came into the country without firing a shot. You know, if they wanted to come in here, you used to have to put on a you know a helmet and get a gun and fire your way in. You know, you had to go to war <laughs> to go invade countries. Now the president just goes, I think you should come in. Anybody. As long as you weren't Christian. Got right. to keep that in mind. Right. So now they're talking about the unit because of the police force. The police forces in this country obviously are racist. And they can't do a job. They can't do a good job. And they've lost control that we probably need to have the United Nations. Did you see that article? The United <laughs> Nations take over the police. I, I'm laughing. I don't know why I'm laughing. That's probably going to happen. Well, you know what? The first time I heard that, I was like, yeah, let me know when Elvis gets here. You know, these guys just talk about this 40, 50 years ago. How about the, you know, like starting today, to happen. We were talking about digital currency, the end of paper money. People would have laughed in your face 20 or 30 years ago, and yet here we are. That is something that has come at an alarming breakneck speed. We used to talk about, we used to talk about this era, even with you, back in 05. We'd go, really? You're going to go to a baseball game and order a beer and a hot dog, you know, and, and, you know, to the vendor, the guy, I got hot dogs, ice cold beer here. Beer here! Right, you're going to hand him a card? Come on. <laughs> What's he going to do, run up, run it through the machine and run back? Remember, that's how stupid we are. That's how dumb we are. We all agreed like that. Yeah, there's no, no way. way. No, you just hold up your phone and you wave it at them, and somehow there it is. Now you go, you get a beer and a hot dog. It's $83. <laughs> and, the, and the guy's got a sign on that says, I don't carry any cash. <laughs> I don't carry the no ca- This is credit card only line. <laughs> Isn't that something? So it all happened. And people, you know, let's face it, you pay cash, they can't count it. Oh, the people on the other end. You actually hold up the line now paying oh, cash. Oh, I know. They roll their eyes and they have to wait for the cash register to tell them. Right. You know? And I don't want to go to hell over, like, you know, $4 and change. So I'm always <laughs> correcting them, you know? So you're here. trying to tell them how much to get. Right. Here's how you're supposed to give me back. They look at you like. And they, I'm trying to tell them, you gave me too much, you know? They're like, you're cheating. You know what's so funny? That is exactly what has been happening. They're not shorts. They're giving, and I'm they giving, giving, too much, I'm giving right? it back to them, and they're looking at me like I'm stupid. Right, right. What do you do? The machine says this. Hey, the blind is leading the stupid. It's Friday. We only get a half hour, but I'm here. See you back. See you. Hey, dumber than a stick and heavily anesthetized. Welcome back to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Sears. from in with Joe Jake. Went rocking and firing for me. Soggy. Valley of the Sun. Don't believe any of the polls that you see either on the, from the liberal media. Joe was talking about how everything is rigged. You know, now all of a sudden Donald Trump's losing. That's what you're going to get all the way across the board. But yet every rally, he, there, there's no You know, Hillary has a rally, and you know, people show up. But but you know, Trump has a rally, and you can't get to it. I mean, it's just the only time the Trump rallies aren't jam packed is when the fire marshal. Who doesn't want him right kick them all out right right so the doors i saw that too yeah right. and that's something so don't the olympics start today yeah opening ceremony you know what no no torch instead they're carrying a thing of citronella <laughs> you know a little candle <laughs> well that gets rid of the mosquitoes you know <laughs> 
Petronella. I'd have been everybody a sponsor. Gets, everybody get a torch. Right, I'd have had them all carrying one of Doc and Citronella through the roof today. Get rid of the mosquitoes. <laughs> did you see? Uh, did you see? Did you see that? Uh, I saw that they could sleep in a little dome, like a bubble. Yeah, there's little inflatable bubbles that the athletes well, can sleep didn't, in. Didn't Sally Struthers ask us to donate money so that all the people in Africa can sleep in one of those? Yeah. Did they get them? I don't know. I saw the episode Bubble Boy. On the, <laughs> on the, that was an after school special. I know. <laughs> How about Donald Trump? I don't know, did you catch his news conference he did last week? Uh, you know what? I'm going to be honest. Didn't catch I stopped listening to, to no, all I know, of it. I know, because you're you gotta, in the middle. you got to tune it. Well, you got to just tune it out because they, they just want you. They're going to take everything and, and make it all appear one way or the other, and and, and this is what you end up with, and I just got to stay out of it. I, I don't want to listen to it day to day. Well, I know you can't because, you know, when I was doing the program five days a week, we have to do business news. We've got to help people prepare for what may come and try to hypothesize the future and uh, to do what, you know, every other idiot talk right. show host. They can all cover that ground for it. We I, I, I will say this. I don't like what I overheard you say the other day. Which was? Who is going to be the next president? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it. I know. I know. Well, that's just the way it is. You know, you got more government employees, and you when you total the government employees and people who don't pay taxes in this country. So people that are tied to the government through employment or entitlement. That's all your educators? Everybody. From yep. from nursery, right. kindergarten to college. Right. That are, I, and I have to assume they're going to vote for bigger government and bigger checks. Right. So they're going to vote for Hillary. All and the they, government workers. They are the state, majority. Police, fire. They are the majority. Whether they, vote, whether they get them all to vote, that is the majority. So, you know, tied to the government through employment or entitlement. How did we get here? Well, the, the people that are going to vote back in. Isn't that what them. communism is? Isn't that what it is? That's not how I learned it. I learned communism that uh, in a republic, the state exists for you, and in communists, you exist for the state. So maybe you're right. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. That's how they taught it in Iowa in 1965. So that was the simple definition. And then, of course, we all know Margaret Thatcher's definition. Socialism works really well until you run out of other people's money, which is... China, where the whole world did. And how about Hillary Clinton going, we need to raise taxes, <laughs> raise taxes on the middle class. And they were roaring. And Warren Buffett was in the background. Right. He's, he's like, you tell them, Hillary, so, tax those middle classes. Right. So, so either everybody there is lower class or upper class. <laughs> You're going to have to figure that one out on your own. But obviously the middle class is not voting for Hillary. So, And that's true. You know, the government, government jobs, a good government job, you're... You make your upper upper middle class. Yeah, you are. Yeah, with well, a good one. You know, hundred grand a year. You know, that's the that's more prevalent than uh, the lower paying government. Of course, jobs. at a hundred grand a year, you're just broke at a different level. But now I want to see if Hil- Hillary hasn't done a news conference in like almost three hundred days. Now, this is after Benghazi and, that and all this stuff. You know, you'd think. That you'd want to get out in front of it, but no. Remember, she got sick and couldn't do, and then um, the coughing thing, and so I'm sure she's been on strict orders, no news conferences until. I'd like to thank everyone for voting me in as your president of the United States. So, President Clinton, I don't know. So, one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. If that happens, keep that 
number in mind. Uh, but again, you know, change, if Donald Trump gets elected, to, to put this country back, to put this country back to where, uh, to where we were 40 years ago, or even when uh, Bill Clinton signed NAFTA, what was that, 92? NAFTA, and uh, NAFTA was what, 93, maybe yeah, 94? Yeah, 93, 94, so, you know, you got a 20-plus years. To unwind 20-plus years of these policies, um, it's going to be, uh, change will become, would be violent. It would be a violent change to get it done. So, in other words, you got to tell China, yeah, you know, all our patents and all our equipment and everything, uh, you know, we want it back. Not one, number one, so box it up and send right. it back. And number two, if you don't, anything that you build over there, uh, we're going to tax it 200%. So they do right. that. And, of course, all the stock prices that only benefit the few, they're all going to have to be chopped in half or lose 75% because now the job's got to be back here where you actually got to pay somebody to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then the $20 trillion in debt wouldn't look so bad with a society working. And people making no. money, so twenty trillion and only doesn't sound good. No matter four out of ten it. people don't even work. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, sixty-two percent. Am I one of those? <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually, you're not. You file. You pay. Yeah, that's you, true. You're still a payer. I'm paying. So, all right. Do you see the? Got a break coming? Oh, we got a minute here. This one runs for a while. Goldman Sachs metal prediction. The new, 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 new one? Not for gold. Not where they think gold's going. U.S. Olympic medal. (laughs) Now, these guys all went to college. You know, they're Ivy Leaguers. But Goldman Sachs thinks that China and the U.S. are going to win the most medals. That really took an Ivy League education. They're brilliant. They are brilliant. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment. We'll be back. Brandon, cats and dogs out there. Somebody just drove in a poodle. uh, It's a great day to be alive. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, Goldman Sachs has, through all their massive uh, searching and all the investigation. They wrote all these fancy algorithms and came up with that that, uh, big uh, breaker. Yeah, U.S. and China is going to win the most medals of two countries. I don't know why they didn't include Russia. Russia. Well, the Russians got in trouble. I don't know if you were Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Over 100 of their athletes aren't allowed to even show up. Probably the ones that were going to win medals. So they figure 106 medals for the U.S., 45 gold. That's what they're saying. You see the the return on investment if you're going to hold Olympics. If you go back to the modern Olympics from 1896 in Athens, which I didn't know that. Did you, the modern one? That was the... Yeah, that, definitely, that was pretty much the end of Greece after that. Right, right. 1896 in Athens. The cost of holding the Olympics is up 200,000%. That explains why they get plastic medals now or whatever they get, so they don't actually get gold medals. Gold medal, it's gold-plated. My favorite Olympics, I think, was it 84 when they were in Los Angeles? I was in Los Angeles. It was one of the 80s, yeah. I was in in L.A. in 84, yeah, the Summer Olympics. So, you know, nobody goes to them. You just watch them on TV, so... So while China and the U.S. are going for the gold, nobody's watching that Russia is actually buying gold. I saw the numbers were just massive. Russia and China both. Well, you look at the production numbers from the mints, and, you know, I mean, we don't have the 
the massive retail influx of people that you had when gold was on its way from a thousand to nineteen hundred, where you had you know the, the the general public buying as much as we do, even though that is a huge uh, market inertia. But right now, the governments and the central bankers are hoarding gold, and I mean somebody's buying up massive amounts. Look at the production numbers coming out of these world it's mints. Incredible! It is incredible, incredible. I mean, I can't imagine it. So they're loading up on it, but the other shoe's going to drop. England lowered rates yesterday. Yeah, they're now at point two five. They started buying bonds. The Brexit weeks. deal. That's why your Dow is up. And then they cooked the numbers on uh, on uh, on the, the, job. the jobs. It was and now they're talking about the ten-year note. They're saying, "Oh, the bottom is one two five or something." That's going to be the new bottom. The new support bottom. Yeah, I think it's going to break it. You can't have England lowering rates and the United States raising rates. Can you? What, has that ever happened in the history of the financial uh, markets anywhere that you ha- actually had England lower rates than the United States raise? I don't think that's ever happened, ever. So so I think an interest rate hike pretty much off the table, don't you? So I never thought it was actually on the table. I just keep thinking they just like saying that it's on the table. But it's re- it really fell off the table. The dog ate it. It's gone now. How about Obama? You know, Obama, remember he talked about nuclear nonproliferation. How, remember the most transparent uh, regime ever? We were going to have meetings. On it's going to be on C-SPAN. Yeah. Turns out, apparently, that he's been responsible now uh, for, for authorizing a $1 trillion upgrade of the nuclear... Uh, arsenal in this country spread out over the next few years. The some of the Minutemen missiles. There's 500 Minutemen missiles that will expire in 2030. So instead of non-proliferation, it's been the largest expenditure on nuclear missiles in the history of the country. Hey, well that was a quick half hour. Sorry I was late. God bless everybody. Joe, appreciate it. Happy Friday, everyone. Have a great weekend. We'll talk again on Monday.